You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 49. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. This episode is brought to you by The Mom Project. The Mom Project is the leading career destination for moms, and it's on a mission to build a better workplace for women and everyone. We move forward when we move together, and The Mom Project provides you with both community support, over 300,000 moms deep, and job opportunities designed to meet you where you are and help you to grow and achieve throughout your journey. Sign up for The Mom Project now at themomproject.com. See what opportunities await you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Our topic today is hidden value in your experience. And I'm confident it will provide you with some much needed input for that LinkedIn profile of yours. I understand that you might not think your previous experience is valuable or even relevant to your future career in tech. And I understand that being a Starbucks barista might not seem like a direct line to UX designer or front-end developer, but if you heard the last episode, episode 48, youartechie.com slash 48, with Alexandra Thomas, you know that is absolutely a reality because it happened to Alexandra. Now, I'm not recommending that everyone go out and get a Starbucks barista job so they can hop into tech, but I am saying that any experience you have can be valuable in tech if you know how to understand its value and then communicate it effectively in your interviews and on your resume. Let's take Allie, for example. She was a social worker and then a stay-at-home mom and then became a UX designer. It may not be a straight shot, and we're going to talk about skills next, but let's just take a look at those two jobs, Starbucks barista and social worker. What do they have to do with technology or user experience? Starbucks barista. First, Starbucks has a process of training that you have to go through and a way of executing on delivering coffee to customers. It's not the same process that's in tech but there are a lot of similarities to the agile process that technology uses. For example, you have a system of intake and throughput that everyone must participate in in order for the system to be successful. Additionally, at Starbucks, the customer must get her coffee the way she likes it. It's part of the Starbucks way. There's even a sign right there in the coffee bar that says so. The same is true of UX. Your users must be delivered a software they enjoy using or you're risking losing users and market share. Let's take a look at social work. Social work is an emotionally charged situation and you're always trying to gauge the emotions of the people you're working with so you can get to the best result possible. The same is true in UX. 
leveraging the strongest emotions of your users is going to guide your feature development and understand where to put your best design foot forward. This is an important part of the UX process that can be challenging for people who don't understand that emotions are part of the software development process. Additionally, social work comes in an iterative nature, which means you have to come back to the work again and again, looking for new and different ways to resolve perhaps a potentially same issue. Same is true in UX design when we're doing user testing or usability testing. When we're doing that, we may have a problem with our software that requires testing again and again to find the right design solution. Okay, now I want to talk about the difference between leveraging your previous experience and acquiring necessary skills. Because if you're thinking, that's nice, but my former Starbucks barista training is not going to lead me directly to a tech job. And I would say, you're right. You need to acquire the skills that that tech job requires in order to be considered for that position. However, your recent skill acquisition is going to be far more powerful if you're able to demonstrate how you have also used effective workplace skills in previous experiences. Does that make sense? I want to go over that again because it's important and sometimes misunderstood. You'll want newly acquired skills. That's what the marketplace is looking for. But you'll also want your previous work experience presented in a way that puts your best foot forward. So you don't have to have previous experience in tech if you're able to prove you have the newly acquired tech skills that you need for the job. And by that, I mean a portfolio. But you will benefit from any of your work experiences that you've had in the past if you can look from it from this perspective. What previous experience do I have that tech could really benefit from? Let me give you a few examples. First, I'm going to repeat that question because it's an important one. And it's the question you want to ask yourself as you're going through your resume to say, why would anybody care that I was a Starbucks barista? Let's take a look at that question again. What previous experience do I have that tech could really benefit from? A few examples are communication. Have you demonstrated strong written or verbal communication skills or visual? User-focused thinking. So when are you thinking about your user and serving your customer? That's going to be a great thing to leverage in any area of tech, especially UX design. What about teamwork? Have you demonstrated that you are a great teamwork contributor? How about goal-oriented? Have you achieved certain metrics or goals? Or are you known as someone who gets things done? All of those should be understood through the lens of how they can help technology. And then you add on your newly acquired skills. So the reason I'm kind of going into this hidden value in your experience is that so often we think, it's too long ago, it's irrelevant, it doesn't matter. And it really does matter very much all of your previous experiences. So you want to be sure to leverage them in a way that you're looking through the lens of what does tech need the most. Okay, now 
let's address the skills gap because you can have all the previous experience that you want, but it will be challenging to get a tech job if you haven't acquired new skills. But I want to tell you that acquiring new skills will always be an attractive feature to a potential employer. So the more you can talk about that, all the skills that you're learning, it shows that you're self-motivated, you're willing to learn new things, and they can directly see how that's going to be applicable when it comes to day one on the job. So any tech job that you acquire is going to have a certain number of skills that you need to acquire. And one of the reasons that it's so hard for people to get hired in tech is because tech learning is so big. And tech jobs vary from company to company. And that line between what exact skills do I need to get hired and what skills will I learn once I'm on the job can be very hard to determine. But that is the focus that I'm going to recommend for you. I see every day women who are attempting to acquire far too many skills before getting hired out of fear as opposed to focus and clarity on getting the job. So let's take a look at the other challenges that company to company is going to differ so much. So if you read one description and you're like, this is completely different from another description, I just want to give you a general barometer so that you can understand what you're looking at. If you're looking at a larger company, so I like to say Fortune 500, but really it's just any large company, you're going to see that they have a narrower focus per job because there are more people doing narrower focus jobs. But what that means is you're going to want more depth in that job. That's why you'll see a lot of UX researchers for a larger companies or more nuanced UX design roles. They're kind of broken up as opposed to just a general UX designer who does all of those things. Same thing in development. If you're working for a smaller company, your breadth will be wider. You'll want to, you'll have to do more and different things, but you won't need that level of depth. So when you're looking at job postings, look at it through that lens of, is it just kind of a smaller company? Is it kind of a larger company? And that's how you can kind of direct what skills you need. Are you looking for a bigger company? Maybe a middle-sized company is fine for you, or do you want more of that startup and smaller role? And I often recommend looking at a smaller company when you're just starting out, especially if you don't have prior experience with big companies. It can be a great place to kind of cut your teeth and give your skills a polish. And it's also a great way. Um, they're typically more likely to hire someone who has less experience because they know they're competing with other people. Maybe they'll get you at a, a lower price point and that can be attractive to them. So oftentimes if you're applying, applying and not getting hired, adjust the size of the company to adjust your skills. Now, when you're looking at acquiring your skills, I want you to ask yourself this question. What skills are most likely to be important to the hiring manager? And that's really the, the main question. You could also use that question, what skills are most likely to be important to the team, to the organization? But I do want you to look through the lens of the hiring manager. So that would be the person whose team, the manager you would report to generally. And focus on those skills first. Acquire those skills first. And you can often find those in the job postings and look to see what they want. If most of the companies that you're looking at really want Sketch as your wireframing tool at UX design, then 
go ahead and learn sketch, then that would be important to them. But looking at what those skills are, and that is a technology, but wireframing is a skill within that technology. So you'll likely need to acquire some new skills, but that doesn't devalue your previous experience. And I'm going over and over this because I think that oftentimes if we stayed at home or if we've been in a field for a long time, we can devalue previous experience or even our current experience. Oftentimes I'll say if you've stayed at home for a long time, yeah, but what experiences have you had in volunteering or in being a moderator of a group? or a coach, oftentimes you're doing other things. Those are great experiences to leverage also as your previous experience that we sometimes just kind of take for granted. Okay, but skilling up, there's another aspect to that because I said you will most likely need to acquire new skills to get hired. But I said most likely because the higher up in the skills you go and value food chain you go, the more skills you will need to acquire. But let's say that your monetary needs are more immediate. So you could get hired sooner, but then ladder up your skills to continue to grow your income. Let's say that you want to be a UX designer, but your family needs income more immediately than two to three months of skilling up and then applying. I recommend a customer support engineer or customer happiness engineer at a tech company. It's basically a customer experience role. That's going to be a great prior experience to UX design, also require less skill up time, and it's also higher value than the more common customer service representative. It's going to be a similar type job, but generally if you get that customer success engineer at a tech company, it's going to be less of a call center environment and more of a hand-to-hand, email-to-email helping people through the software. And, And that's going to just be higher value, so you'll get paid more, and also a more directly applicable skill to UX design. Again, you can get hired in that. You'll still want to skill up to UX design, learning, wireframing, and user interviews, but that is going to be a very helpful previous experience to leverage into UX design. I've seen a few people do that very successfully. And then um, just to kind of continue that ladder, another very common trajectory for a UX designer would be to become a product manager. That's because the product manager has to be aware of what features are working for the user base. What is the market saying about the software that we're offering? Does it work for them? Does it not work? What features do they need? So that is kind of a skill up ladder of customer experience to UX designer to product manager. And that's a way that you could skill up over time using leveraging really solid previous experience, but kind of shortening that skills gap that you have. But I do want to give you a warning that sometimes we will view something as a ladder that isn't necessarily a ladder. I see this a lot with front end developer versus junior full stack developer. I really advocate the junior full stack developer because if you're a front end developer, you're probably going to end up doing the full stack at some point because once people know you code, then they're just going to want you to code more. And typically you're going to see a higher value, a higher income at the junior full stack developer role. And then you do that job for two to three years and you can drop the junior. 
So don't omit your previous experience because you don't think it's relevant to tech. Instead, what I want you to do is ask yourself these two questions to help you fully leverage that hidden value in your experience. Question number one, what previous experience do I have that tech could really benefit from? And question number two, what skills are most likely to be important to the hiring manager? the team, the organization. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E. T-E-C-H-Y dot com. I'll see you next time.